Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tango's History where today it will be a little bit of a rushed episode and only half of it will be released today. We are going to be talking about the aftermath of World War II. Now, don't forget to grab a water because it may be a long one. The Allies established occupation administrations in, Aus- in Austria and Germany. The former became a neutral state, not aligned with any political bloc, and the latter was divided into Western and Eastern occupation zones controlled by Western Allies and the Soviet Union. A denazification program in Germany led to the prosecution of Nazi war criminals in the Nuremberg trials and the removal of ex-Nazis from power. Although this, although this policy removed or moved towards amnesty and reintegration of ex-Nazis into West German society. Denazification, or in German, Antinazifizierung, was an allied initiative to rid German and Austrian society, culture, press economy, or press economy, judiciary, in politics of the Nazi ideology following the Second World War. It was carried out by removing those who had been Nazi Party or SS members from positions of power and influence by disbanding or rendering impotent the organizations associated with the Nazism. The program of denazification was launched after the end of the war and was solidified by the Potsdam Agreement in August 1945. The term denazification was first coined as a legal term in 1943 the Pentagon, intended to be applied in a narrow sense with um, reference to the post-war German legal system. However, it later took on a broader meaning. In late 1945 and early 1946, the emergence of the Cold War and the economic importance of Germany caused the United States, in particular, to lose interest in the program somewhat mirroring the reverse course in the American-occupied Japan. The British handed over denazification panels to the Germans in January 1946, while the Americans did likewise in March 1946. The French ran the mildest denazification effort. Denazification was carried out in an increasingly lenient and lukewarm way until being officially abolished in 1951. The, or additionally, the program was hugely unpopular in West Germany, where many Nazis maintained positions of power, and was opposed by the new West German government of Konrad, Konrad Adenauer. On the other hand, denazification in East Germany was considered a critical element of the transformation into a socialist society, and was far stricter into or in opposing Nazism, Nazism than its counterpart. However, not all former Nazis faced harsh judgment. Doing special tasks for the government could protect some from prosecution. Germany lost a quarter of its pre-war or 1937 territory. Among the Eastern Territories, Silesia, Newmark, and most of Pomerania were taken over by Poland and East Prussia was divided between Poland and the Soviet Union, followed by 
the expulsion to Germany of the 9 million Germans from these provinces, as well as 3 million Germans from the Sudetenland in, Czech in Czechoslovakia. The, by the 1950s, one-fifth of West Germans were refugees from the East. The Soviet Union also took over the Polish provinces of, or east of the Curzon Line, um, from which two million Poles were expelled. Northeast Romania, parts of Eastern Finland, and three Baltic states were incorporated into the Soviet Union. During the later stages of World War II and the post-war period, Germans and Volksdeutsch fled or were expelled from various Eastern and Central European countries, including Czechoslovakia and the former German provinces of Silesia, Pomerania, and East Prussia, which were annexed by Poland and the Soviet Union. In 1957, Walter Schlesinger uh, discussed reasons for these actions, which reversed the effects of German eastward colonization and expansion. He concluded it was a, de it was a devastating result of 12 years of National Socialist Eastern policy. The idea to expel the Germans from the annexed territories was proposed by Winston Churchill in conjunction with the Polish and Czechoslovak exile governments in London at least since 1942. In late 1944, the Czechoslovak exile government pressed the Allies to expose, no, to espouse uh, the principle of German population transfers. On the other hand, Polish Prime Minister Tomasz Arkowski in an interview for the Sunday Times on the 17th of December 1944 supported the annexation of Warmia Masuria, Opol Regency, northeast parts of Lower Silesia, and which were up to the Oder Line, and parts of Pomerania without I don't know how the hell to pronounce that, but he opposed the idea of expulsion. He wanted to neutralize the Germans as Polish citizens and assimilate them. In an effort to maintain world peace, the Allies formed the United Nations, which officially came into the existence came into existence on the 24th of October, 1945 and adopted the Universal Declaration of Human Rights in 1948 as a common standard for all member nations, the great powers that were the victors of the war. France, China, the United Kingdom, the Soviet Union, and the United States became, became the permanent members of the UN Security Council. The five permanent members remain so to the present, although there have been two sea changes between the Republic of China and the People's Republic of China in 1971 and between the Soviet Union and its successor state, the Russian Federation, following the dissolution of the Soviet Union in 1991. The alliance between the, the Western Allies and the Soviet Union had begun to deteriorate even before the war was over. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights, or UDHR, is an international document adopted by the United Nations General Assembly that enshrines the rights and freedoms of all human beings. It was accepted by the General Assembly as Resolution 217 during its third session on the 10th of December 1948 at the Palais de Chaillot in Paris, France. 
of the 58 members of the United Nations at the time, 48 voted in favor, not against, um, 8 abstained, 2 did not vote. It was created in 1948, ratified on the 10th of December 1948. The location was in Palais de Thériot in Paris. The authors were the draft committee. The purpose was human rights. Foundational text, sorry, and the history of human and civil rights. The declaration consists of 30 articles detailing an individual's basic rights and fundamental freedoms affirming their universal character as inherent, inalienable, and applicable to all human beings, adopted as a common standard of achievement for all peoples and all nations. The UDHR commits nations to recognize all human beings as being born free and equal in dignity and rights, regardless of nationality, place of residence, gender, national ethnic origin, color, religion, language or any other status the declaration is considered a milestone document for its universalist language which makes no reference to a particular culture political system or religion it is or it directly inspired the development of international human rights law and was the first step in the formulation of the international bill of human rights which was completed in 1966 and came into force in 1976 Germany had been de facto divided, and two independent states, the Federal Republic of Germany, or West Germany, and the, Gem- and the German Democratic Republic, or East Germany, were created within the borders of Allied and Soviet occupation zones. The, we- the rest of Europe was also divided into Western and Soviet spheres of influence. Most Eastern and Central European countries fell into the Soviet sphere, which led to establishment of communist-led regimes with full or partial support of the Soviet occupation authorities. As a result, East Germany, Poland, Hungary, Romania, Czechoslovakia, and Albania became Soviet satellite states. Communist Yugoslavia conducted a fully independent policy, causing tension with the Soviet Union. The Non-Aligned Movement, or NAM, is a forum of 120 developing world states that are not formally aligned with with or against any major power bloc. After the United Nations, it is the largest group grouping of states uh, worldwide. The coordinating bureau is the United Nations in New York City, New York, and the U.S. Membership is around tw- 120 member states, 18 states or observers, which or sorry, which are observers, and 10 international organizations. Leaders of it, um, from the principal design making organ. Are the confet or the conference of heads of state or government of non-aligned countries from 2019 to 2022? The establishment was in Belgrade, F- FPR, Yugoslavia, on the 1st of September 1961, 60 years ago, as the conference of heads of state or government of non-aligned countries. The movement originated in the 1950s as an effort by some countries to avoid the polarized world of the Cold War between the pro-Soviet communist countries belonging to the Warsaw Pact and the pro-American capitalist countries belonging to NATO. Drawing on the principles agreed at the Bandung Conference in 1955, the Non-Aligned Movement was established in 1961. 
in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, through an initiative of the Indian Prime Minister in Jawaharlal Nehru. Yugoslav President Joseph Broz Tito, Egyptian President Gamal Abdel Nasser, Ghanaian President Kwame Nkrumah, these are getting awards as they go, Indonesian President Sukarno, or and Indonesian President Sukarno, that one was easy. This led to the first conference of heads of state or governments of non-allied of non-allied aligned countries jesus christ please shorten that the term non-aligned movement first appears in the fifth conference in 1976 where participating countries are denoted as members of the movement post-war division of the world was formalized by two international military alliances the united states led nato and the Soviet-led Warsaw Pact. The long period of political tensions and military competition between them, the Cold War, would be accompanied by an unprecedented arms race and a number of proxy wars throughout the world. A proxy war is an armed conflict between two states or non-state actors which act on the instigation or on behalf of other parties that are not directly involved in the hostilities. In order for a conflict to be considered a proxy war, there must be a direct long-term relationship between external actors and the belligerents involved. The aforementioned relationship usually takes the form of funding, military training, arms, or other forces of material assistance, which assist a belligerent party in sustaining its war effort. Sorry, this um, episode was very quick. I'm actually not sure. I haven't reviewed it, but have a great day or night. Whenever you listen to this, wherever you listen to this, I don't really know. Don't forget to share this with a friend. And don't be afraid of leaving messages. I'll see you guys in the next one. Good night.